you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. what's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's all day breakfast. Go get yourself some, why wouldn't you? As you could see, our last for those viewing us, MJD and I may have had some disagreements here in Studio 66, but like men, we made our peace at the end of it. We shall do so again today in what is a chock-full DDFP in front of Week 13. We're going to tell you who we're loving going into Week 13, some elements of uh, the game's upcoming. Football Baby will give us his picks. He's on a roll, maybe even better than the one he was on in his rookie season of 2014. He's now 59 and 23 lifetime. The Red Challenge flag pick segment, so on and so forth. First, though, let's say hello to everybody in Studio 66 with us. First of all, the man to my immediate left, all the way from London, England. He is our resident Miami Dolphins fan, ergo, he's a little down in the dumps in that regard. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome, Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. Thank are you. you? Yeah. Good. I, I gave up on the Dolphins at least a month ago. I, you know what? I, 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 I don't know if you've noticed, but I have less interest in that team than, than I did. In a way, I've been through this myself. I'm a Steelers fan, and there when, are... Sorry, wait. When did the Steelers go through that hard time? Apart from like the, the mid to late 80s. Oh, when they go 8-8, eight and eight, that's no good. I'm so sorry That must be rough for you. That's not fitting of an organization um, as proud as the Steelers organization. But either way, I do find it liberating. Well, when the Steelers started 0-4, they ultimately got back into the race a couple of years ago. But at the time, I thought, it's kind of that you just wash your hands no, of, of that and just get to enjoy it objectively. Yeah, but for you, that because it happened so infrequently for you, it was probably, that's exactly what you did. But for me, the issue that I have is, 
The Dolphins are now about to hire another coach, but no coach wants to go there because why would you? So they're going to get another not very good Cam Cameron, Tony Soprano, uh, Tony Soprano rather. Not Ooh, Soprano. Tony Soprano. That would that would have been a better hire. Um, Joe Philbin type coach, and it's going to you know the cycle begins again. Ooh, wait, you know nothing what? good. It, well, maybe we could yeah. And his defensive coordinator, Tony Soprano's uh, defensive coordinator, could be big. P- there's, there's a yeah, lot of room. That here. actually would have been a good idea. All right, let's say hello. He's making his virgin run here on the DDFP. This is very exciting, handsome. You read his pages on NFL.com, informing, uh, informing you on all you need to know about pro football fantasy. Here he is, everybody. It's Matt Harmon. What's the poop, fella? Uh, it's going pretty good. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Um, tomorrow's my day off, so just basically coasting through the rest of fantasy season anyways. So it's good to get a break from that and actually talk about some legitimate things. Shh, don't announce that fantasy <laughs> advice doesn't matter well, if come you're December. In a, if you're in a season-long fantasy league, but they've got these daily leagues now where everything kind of stays relevant. So I've heard, sure aside from out. now those looking at you either on NFL.com or on YouTube, if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or otherwise can't see, you have a hipster beard. I do, yeah. Uh, I always wanted a beard growing up, and then like the day I graduated college, it just came in, and it's never left since. You know what makes it have that Mennonite Amish kind of look <laughs> is that you're blonde, and so yeah. you have, you do in fact have a mustache. It just doesn't uh, grow in very well. Believe me, it's it's a constant worry, and this is actually just kind of come in this year too, maybe this like half year. So it's it's been a really awkward ride, but I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy where we're at right now. All right, well, welcome as we go along, handsome. If you have any questions, I think we really should develop a proper checklist of questions for first timers on yeah. the DDFP. I think that's a good idea. You know? It's like in, in The Walking Dead where they, uh, they ask them like how many walkers have you killed or how many people have you killed and why or something Well, like let's that. start there. It's how many of, people have you killed? Uh, <laughs> Zero so far. You hey, think about you it. see so over far. the door, no jive. This is uh, a no yeah, jive yeah, I, zone. Huge can't mistake. Be... I'm already making mistakes, and we're five minutes in. Okay, so zero, so zero people. No, zero people. Zero people. Zero's sure. your proper yeah, for sure. All right. Okay, we'll get into it a little bit, but right now, I I just found out about this. Uh, Emma VP behind the glass pointed this out to me. Emma, show us. I mentioned football, baby. He is a wizard at picking football games. He's now almost through his second. Also season. a baby. Yeah, right. He's always 15 months old at this point. Take a look at but, this tweet. Before we do that, it's also a new segment. You know, this is a new segment oh, right. debuting. You know, the goth kid, Matt Goth, and Emma VP came up with this segment. It's called Say What? So, okay. That's All right. Now, I think Emma, if that's true, then Emma VP and the goth kid should, should be say, forced they to should say duet. it. The like, yeah, I'd like to hear them duet. On go them. ahead. No, I have a monopoly over them. No, no, I, it doesn't matter. All right, then you do it, Black Tie. Do it again. One time. Say what? All right, it's time for our hot new segment. Say what? Say what? That's very good. That's very good. Harmon, you want to get in on it? No. All right. See, <laughs> let's get to it then. Let's uh, let's see the uh, the tweet that starts us off here on say what? Football baby annoys me. This is from Havoc Hawk. Boy, that's not a good start. The Blue Hawk says it's a Seahawks fan. Mm-hmm. And as I've said before, all due respect to you Seahawks people, or no disrespect, as Maurice Jones-Drew would say, which then allows you to say whatever you want yeah. after you say yes. no disrespect. But but Seahawks fans are a little loco with the chip on their shoulder. I don't know if they're aware. They won a Super Bowl and have played another one in the last two Read the tweet. I, but I'm just saying in advance, Seahawks fans are really loco with well, the, okay. how offended let's, they are. Let's by not everything. paint them all with all right. the same. Add Havoc Hawk. Well, the social media ones. I don't mean just those. Just carry on. Foot, here's what he says. Football baby annoys me. 
It's like no analysis or reasoning at all. He's just guessing, and it really doesn't look like he's trying to do that. Hey, Dave, do you remember when I first came on here, I would read a tweet and see maybe if when I read it in an English accent, it would sound any better. So Let's see. I, Try that. I yeah, give I'm it interested a go. here. Why don't I give it a go? Let's Tall order. Good luck again. making sense all of right. this one. Football baby annoys me. It's like no analysis or reasoning at all. He's just guessing, and it really doesn't look like he's trying to do that. Does that make it sound better? No, he's 15 likes. You're horrible. That tweet got three likes. <laughs> it got three, three likes. Who like would like that? I didn't notice that, Harmon. Three likes for yeah. that rubbish. Yeah. And yeah. they were all Seahawks fans yeah. as well, I, the yeah. Likers. Correct. Creeps. Why would you say that? I don't know. Do I dare pull back the curtain? Yeah. He's not providing any analysis. There's no analysis at all. He is picking up toys. <laughs> it's a baby. While we're here, guys, how do we feel about likes versus favorites? It's been like two, three weeks since Twitter made that change. I don't not like hearts. I don't like hearts generally. I'm okay with the hearts, personally. As a as a large, you know, male who's very secure in himself, I'm cool with the hearts. Either way, they're it. patronizing. They're pa That's what they are. I, I I'm offended. When people favorite or heart or whatever you call it. That's, that's uh, you know what? I'm, I'm on to you people. You think I don't get what you're doing? You're, oh, I see you're trying to do something clever here. So shout out for the effort, but not the execution. Exactly. That's what it the depends, heart says. It depends on how it's done. Because some people, like when you have a conversation with them, they'll throw the like on it. And that's like my way of, okay, I'm done with you. And, and that is patronizing. That's exactly true, actually. That is patronizing. Well, we all do it, though, right? Don't we? You don't just yes, want to leave I've the conversation without... I've never liked any of your tweets. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I would never do that to you. Say too much respect for yeah. black tie. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> also, yeah. I've muted you. <laughs> he doesn't like my hoops takes. Shaq doesn't like any... Uh, Hank doesn't like anything except football. Like, By the way, we did uh, we did on our most uh, recent podcast, we did some really good uh, conversation about coaching decisions. Specifically, we looked at Tomlin in, uh, in Seattle in the last couple minutes there, whether or not that conservative approach that more head coaches than not seem to take. By the way, I did catch up with, uh, to name drop, Steve Mariucci this very morning, and I asked him his opinion on Dan Quinn of the Falcons not going for a touchdown in San Francisco a few weeks ago. That may end up costing them a playoff spot. Same goes for for uh, Tomlin and the Steelers. And Mooch said, no, no, the right thing is to go for it there, given how bad the two defenses are that would have to stop the opponent to give your right. team the ball back. Anyway, so Black Tie's in my ear saying it's time to move on to our next segment. So that's a wrap on, uh, on uh, I think, a, a pretty good virgin run of uh, say what yeah. now you have to say it. say what very good all right now it's time for who are you loving and matt Harmon. you're here for the first time ever mm -hmm. it wouldn't be polite to start with anyone other than you who are you loving going into week 13 uh that is very kind um i'm loving martavis bryant and i didn't pick this just because you know the steelers and everything um i do a lot of work with wide receivers in my off time when i'm not working on football here uh, mm -hmm. i do a series called reception perception and one of my favorite guys last year was Martavis Bryant, and I'm just like obsessed with him this week as far as fantasy is concerned. I think he's going to have a big game because when you look at the Colts' defensive backs, they've got the one guy, Vontae Davis, and he'll probably track Antonio Brown around a little, and I think Martavis is just going to eat up those other guys on Sunday, or Sunday night game, right? Uh, it is yes. the Sunday night game, and when you said that you do work with wide receivers, it make, made it sound like you have a charitable organization for <laughs> yeah, right. okay. down and out I wide thought, receivers. And on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, a receiver would be like, Matt, I need some help. I, don't, yeah. like, I, I do like their grocery shopping, going, right? yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. Oh, I meant really more about coaching them. 
Oh God, no. Yeah, what, why, what am I going to do? We're just going to learn anything from I know, We've just... done some great work with Charles Rod Rogers yeah. over the years. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of guys drafted yeah. first overall yeah. by the Detroit Lions yeah. have, uh, have really gotten a lot of our attention at the Matt Harmon uh, charity for right, down and out they... wide receivers. All right, you, you get the joke? All right, yeah, I've got the joke. Handsome, go ahead. So who instead, are you of, instead of who are you loving, I'm going for the what are you loving. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite shows, I think I've said this to you before on this show, but I love outside of the DDFP great show but i think the best thing that that happens on this air is sound effects i think that players being mic'd up doesn't really happen in other sports i don't and it's, it would be difficult to be able to do it right because what they do is they hide a microphone inside a player's pads almost as effectively as i've done it here um and then they they catch them talking during the game the last two weeks cam newton uh was mic'd up for the panthers and he was awesome and he just did, I mean, it was just like incredible just listening to him during the game. He was with fans before the game, with kids, and you got to see a lot of his personality. He had a great bit where he was talking with one of the officials during the game who he said was looked like he was a 12-year-old. Well, let's listen to it. Okay, I'd love to, if you can, if you let me do that. Mr. Fisher, how old are you? What, you about 13 out here? Come on, you got the baby face, man. Yeah, it'll be good. What? How old you are? How old are you? 36. 36? Man, boy, going on 12. He, he 12 years old out here, man. Look at him. He ain't got his permit yet. He can't even drive home. He got to get an Uber. Favorite things about this clip is that Cam's not talking to anyone else. There's no one else involved apart from the official. He's trying to like engage some of the other players. They're not listening at all. And he's, he's talking to a diminutive uh, referee, and right. it's nice to see that when he's not here in NFL media, Greg Rosenthal does have, does, have, a side <laughs> does have something to do. Also, so J.J. Watt was mic'd up this week. Another great one. We can listen in. I, don't, I mean, it's better me talking about people talking. Yeah, this was also great. You guys might want to try somebody else at right tackle. Quarterback getting smoked back there. I like Drew. I don't like hitting him like that. It's a good start, D. Good start. So it turns out he doesn't like Drew that much. Yeah, you know, the it was, I would say, off of August, there was this sort of mounting cynicism about J.J. Watt, the, the you know, public figure, yeah. and that he's overexposed yeah, and, and, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, it got to that point. But and, then, and then they weren't playing well yeah. to start the season. And, and Hard Knocks didn't help them, because there was not so no, much hard, of, of J.J. Watt and Hard Knocks. It just felt like, okay, you definitely have been overexposed. I would say, though, he's, he's rebounded like only J.J. Watt could. Right now, if I had to name my three favorite football players, Phil Rivers will always be on top just because mm -hmm. I love Phil Rivers. Cam Newton's number two and J.J. Watt's up there at number three. Just, Not Ryan Tannehill. I like Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I like Ryan Tannehill in the same way that I like cornflakes. Like, they're nice, but I don't, mm -hmm. not like, whatever. Yeah, kind of uh, boring. And, and you know, yeah, JJ Watt. I always say it, and it's uh, you know, uh, it's too sincere. But uh, to, you know, and shame the devil if you act sincerely as you go through life. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, you know, he goes to the children's hospital. That's just the nicest thing in the world you could do to go and visit those sick kids. But so I, I, I have a hard time being cynical about how overexposed he is. However, he does seem a little aware that the camera. He knows how to play to He's the cameras. A He's corny. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm not a big fan of the shtick, to be honest with you. But I think, I mean, I, but I think, I, I think he's not aware that he's being corny. No, no, is, I think that's like that's his genuine self. I don't think he's playing self, up for exactly. that. Exactly, that's it's what just, it is. Still doesn't make it any yeah. less. Uh, Either way, that defense is dynamite, and that is one of the games that I really struggled with yeah. in picking this week. And, you know, if the Steelers take care of business in Heinz Field against the Colts and they can go into Buffalo, they're going to control the AFC South fully, J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt and company, and it's owed very largely to how well that defense has been playing. Who are you loving, Dave? Who am I loving? People don't I'm often like- ask you that question, and I want to make sure you've got a, a chance to voice your opinion. I am intrigued by, I think this is going to be week 13, you know, 13, weird, cursed, and all that. This is going to be a weird week of pro football, I have a feeling. This Sunday, there could be all sorts of upsets all over the place. And the Eagles and the Patriots is one place I'm looking here. I told you on Sunday night, and I know the refs helped out, and I know that there were some bad drops and some bad turnovers that worked against Tom Brady. And in fact, as I've already said, Tom Brady's performance in that loss on Sunday night, to me, vaults him higher up in the MVP conversation if he's not already your number one. I know I've carried, I've waved the flag for Cam all season long, but who was catching passes out there by the end of the thing? And he still drove him down the field to tie the game as uh, raw as he was about it. They, and it was against the best defense in the NFL. Nevertheless, the last time we saw the Eagles getting humiliated and the teams quit on chip and all that sort of stuff, can you see any path that the Eagles can beat the Patriots? They don't have Gronk. And I always say Gronk is their Jenga piece. If you take Gronk out of the mix... The whole thing's going to implode. We shall now see. If they can get by, remember, the last time Gronk wasn't right for them for a full game was against Kansas City in KC, and they got housed, and that started all the, is Tom Brady done? Is this dynasty over with? I feel like, unless the team has, in fact, quit on Chip Kelly, this is the spot that the Eagles, I mean, they have a chance practically Given that they can run the ball, you saw you saw C.J. Anderson and company have some success running the ball against the Patriots on Sunday night. I can I can see a path that Philadelphia actually goes up to Foxborough and takes this game. How say you, handsome? I think I could have seen it, but I I don't like a Patriots team coming off a loss like that where they were obviously you know looking at Brady and Belichick after the game, very angry about how that thing turned out. While I agree with you that like there are pieces there that it could happen, I just don't see it happening because I think they'll they will look to destroy someone. Well, Brandon LaFell better not have the drops in this one because it's him and Amendola and I don't know who else. How say you, Harmon? Well, I think if the Patriots don't score points like you seem to think they they won't, which is legitimate, I don't know how the Eagles are going to score because like none of the matchups really favor them either on the offensive side. I mean, they have Jordan Matthews who's played poorly this year and he's probably going to see a lot of Malcolm Butler other than that they're not running the ball well they're not doing anything well either so I I could see this being like a sneaky low scoring game and maybe something weird happens but yeah I don't really see a clear path for the Eagles to win. all right well we're going to talk about all the games or as many of them as we can get in here but I'm telling you like I could see the Chargers Brock Osweiler's feeling it. Is he feeling it too much? Is he? Is uh, I'm trying to play it from the human angle. Maybe the kid feels like, oh, this is an easy thing, and the Chargers will show him. Otherwise, the old wizard uh, Phil Rivers will give him a lesson mm-hmm. on how to get it done. There are a lot of ones that are intriguing out there. I, the Rams hosting the Cardinals. Anywho, let's get to, if you saw Monday Night Football, it had a crazy ending. You might not have watched the game because it was obviously being played between two, uh, two bad teams. 
But the Browns, it looked like they had a chance to win it on the field goal. Of course, the Ravens picked it up and ran it back the other way. They win the game. And that reminded me of some other games in NFL history that ended on field goal-related stuff. Oh, well, first of all, here's the block in case you didn't see it for those viewing it on YouTube or NFL.com. The Ravens scoop it up against the, I mean, you see, in Harmon, I don't know if you know, if you're ever confused to buy which team is the Browns, it's the one whose uh, pants say Browns on them. Really? Well, yeah. that is very helpful. Yeah. See, there you can see it very clearly there on video. And again, if you're not familiar and you're listening right now, look at the video and it will, in fact, confirm which team is the Browns. It says Browns really big on their pants. A brown shirt threw me off, so. Yeah. The orange helmet is always confusing. Mm. All right. Next, let's, uh, let me show you a couple of the ones I'm talking about here. There was a game in week one way back in 1980, and shout out. To, uh, to our main man, Mark Brady, because he knew the kicker's name. I, I didn't even know the year. I said it was early 80s. He said, no, that's 1980, and it was Chester Markle, the kicker for the Packers week one against their arch rival, Chicago Bears, and take a look at how this game ended in overtime. A 35-yard attempt by Chester Markle with David Beverly holding. dramatic finish it was. Watch this. The ball comes right back to him and he shows Miller's speed. He gets outside. Everybody was stunned and he gets in easily. Look at it again. You see how quickly he gets his ball back. Oh, look at here and off he goes to the races. Boy, you have to admire the job Bart Starr did under all of these conditions that he had adverse conditions. You talk about pride in performance, pride in the team. The Green Bay Packers showed all of that today. I like the fact they say off he goes to the races. I mean, that, that was, that was, he wasn't moving very quickly. Pride in performance too. He got, he, the kick gets blocked. It goes right back into his hands and he runs around the end for a touchdown. I'm pretty sure he's a rookie, but you know what? There aren't enough Chesters in pro sports, are there? Or anyone. No. Yeah, true enough. Chester's yeah. a good name. Yeah, yeah I like Chester. It's a good dog name. I like Chester a lot. But anyway, so uh, so that was one, and it's also good to see. By, you know who the head coach of the uh, Green Bay Packers was in 1980? Take a guess. You've heard his name. He's associated with the Green Bay Packers is, strongly. Is it, is it Forrest Gregg at that no, but it was Bart a former Star. Green Bay. It was Bart Starr. Bart Star. Very yeah, good. Yeah. All right, and then I was reminded of this play in the mid-90s, 1997. Last play of the game. At the time, the Jaguars and Steelers were in the same division. I think it was the AFC Central at that point. And uh, the Steelers were going for a desperation field goal at the end of Monday Night Football. And here's what happened there. Take a look at this and listen. Mike Tomczak to put it down right at the 30, a 40-yard pick. Jim Sweeney. Stewart can barely look. A bad snap. And it's blocked! It was a bad snap. Sweeney snapped it. It was a bad snap. And Chris Hudson's going to roll all the way to the end zone for Arno Flex. Travis Davis is the guy who blocked it. A bad snap, and Tom Zach couldn't get it set. <laughs> Well, have we seen some endings these last three weeks? Have we seen some endings? So what happened there for our listeners, 
Norm Johnson of the Steelers attempts to kick a field goal, I think to tie it. I didn't hear the situation there. I think it would have won it or tied the game. Either way, it gets blocked. A Jaguar picks it up, and as he runs down the sideline past the Steelers, head coach Bill Cower comes within about what? About 12 inches of yeah. punching the guys he goes by. <laughs> so this is a Steelers tradition. Yeah. Tripping right. people. Because I was like six years old when that happened, so I don't really remember it, but. See, that's not a way to ingratiate yourself to, to handsome and I. I well, being six for that game. It's just a reality. How about that, though? Cower almost socked the he guy really as he goes by. One of my favorite ones of those was, uh, I think it was 2007, the uh, Chargers and Vikings played each other. It was, it was LT against Adrian Peterson, I think in his rookie season, and it was being played up as this big game. And then do you remember at the end of the first half, the Vikings attempt a sort of 50-yard field goal or 53-yard field goal or something, and Antonio Cromartie goes back to field the kick yes. mm -hmm. and catches it out of the back of the end zone. I think it's like an, where it turns into a 109.99-yard mm -hmm. kick return that he just takes it the whole way back up the field. And talk about some momentum changes. Yeah. The Vikings just walk into the locker room after that. just like. I feel like I Chris we McAllister. To, didn't Chris McAllister do that for the Ravens as well? Yes. And I also remember, I think it was round about 88, 89, 90, somewhere around there, that uh, one time the Browns in overtime against the Vikings, or maybe later in the season, um, in overtime, lined up for, I think it was a 45 or 50-yard field goal, and they faked it, not unlike what the Steelers tried to do in right. Seattle the other day. They had the QB throw it to linebacker Van Waiters, and he ran for a touchdown. And uh, we didn't have the video of that one, but uh, that's another entertaining one. All right, time now for very important stuff as we look ahead to Week 13 here. And, of course, nothing's more important than the Wizards picks. It's time for Football Baby, as I mentioned before, 59 and 23 lifetime. He's better, in fact. He's working at a better clip than he was in his rookie season. Better winning percentage this year, if you can believe that. Take a look. Playoffs are getting near. He's packing his bags for the winner circle. Take a look. Football baby. The baby who picks football games. Sweet boy. And a wise boy, too. Mm. So there you have it. Your football baby picks. Make sure you look at those at NFL.com or YouTube as well. And... What else, Black Tie? What else are we doing? Very important stuff. Audio listeners. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I just did there. Yeah. yeah. I, I let you know. You should watch that. Watch the show, guys. Hey, watch Dave, can I continue to ask Matt questions? I'd like you to right now. That's very important to get to know important. our new friend here. So, Matt, what is one thing you don't want people to know about you? Ooh, oh that's God. a fun question. Uh, one thing I don't want people to know about me. Um, I have a really awful knee injury, and the... Uh, circumstances of it I don't want people to know. Let's find out about it. Oh, I, I'd well, um Okay, so it was a night back in college. Uh, now you can already see where the story is going. Um, it was about midnight and... You were studying. I was studying, mm -hmm. and while I was going down the stairs from the library, um, I wanted to prove a point uh, to my friends that were there, and I obviously tripped down the stairs, just wrecked my knee, permanent damage, uh, So, which is good now that I'm out here in Southern California. It doesn't get cold, because when it gets cold and rainy, it's like... It aches like an old man, so that's probably something I don't want people to know about me because I want to appear, you know, strong, strong youthful, and yeah. and yeah, but I mean, a good tip over. No, not at all. If Buddy Ryan was, was coaching against you, he would obviously, you know, go for that. Knee. He would go for the knee. And, yeah. I feel, though, that, you know, the takeaway here for the kids out there is that you had a study group that you were working with late into the night, and that can really help boost, uh, you know, your 
knowledge and uh, right. ability to absorb. Definitely, but to be honest, none of them really helped me with the knee thing. It mm. mostly just became a thing to laugh at. I see. I got a quick question for Matt. Yes. Play a little Desert Island. I know you're a big TV fan. So yeah. Desert Island, uh, what, uh, what three movies are you going with? Movies or TV shows? Sets. I, oh, think, TV I think show. movie or TV yeah. show. TV yeah. shows, because I haven't watched a lot of movies. I've seen like 10 ever. Um, what? Yeah. As many what as kind of guy. Not no, literally well, true. Not, not literally, literally true, 10. but you know, I live with Alex Gelhar, who works here too, and he's a big movie person, and he's kind of always disgusted by how few of them I have seen. Um, but TV shows, I would go Seinfeld because it's an it's a classic. You can watch it over and over again, and it never gets old, even if all the problems. Can I say solved. I just watched an episode of Seinfeld last night, and it always gnaws at me. Not just the Michael Richards element that it's hard mm -hmm. to kind of watch him. Although I'm a little over it now. The first couple years after his scandal, not to right. get up on Mal Pius, but it was hard to. Uh, separate his comments uh, when he did the stand-up and uh, was racist and all that stuff. And he's a clown. He's a silly clown on Seinfeld. But now Seinfeld's acting is really bad in Seinfeld. Nobody ever talks Horrific. about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really remember bad. people talking about that a lot. My, my dad's a big fan. That's where I got it. And we always used to comment like how he'd make a joke and then you know, cracked a smile at it too. Yeah. That's, it's terrible. Yeah, his, his acting's really bad. And all the problems could be solved by having a cell phone. Just about almost all of them. Yeah, that's true. I think yeah. there's even a Twitter feed that it, uh, addresses that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so that would be one of them. Uh, Game of Thrones is another because it's entertaining. Sure. Everybody loves Game of Thrones. And I think for my last one... Emma VP has not seen Game of Thrones. Really? Oh, Emma VP. Come that's got to change. You got to fix that. I'll hook you, I, got a, I got an HBO Go account. I'll, I'll hook you up with the password or something. Gaston. Um, and the last one would be, I think... This is tough. It's really tough. But I'm going to go with The Office. And none of these are like my elitist TV shows. Or no, I changed my mind. I would go with The Wire. I've only seen it once. Now you've gone elitist. Yeah, right. I was, yeah. I was not going to go elitist, and then I decided no, to, I to, to do so. Um, to, but yeah, no, The Wire, I've only seen it once. I would love to rewatch it again. So I think that would be my third one. Funny enough, I think me and Matt might be the same person. I would go with those three of those. I'll go Wire, Office, and Game of Thrones. Oh, that's funny because nobody asked you. No, my good friends. <laughs> for as much for as much heat as as you take on the show, I don't know if I really want to be. Uh, Charles, yes. I always I always say this, Matt. If you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. That's a good point. Emma VP, I'm curious for your thoughts on this. While you uh, think about it, I'm gonna say if you aren't watching Nathan for you, you are oh, missing out. Yes. It is. I mean, this season is so. I, if you enjoyed Ali G at its height. It's not that he's doing the same things, but the way that he is dealing with real people to bring them into what his nonsense and the way they go along with it and buy whatever he throws out is, like I say, on the level of what uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was doing uh, by uh, you know doing his when he was doing his stuff about ten years ago. That show is hysterical. By the way, Leftovers is gangbusters this year. The Nick is good, and of course, you always have to have Game of Thrones. Handsome, how say you? By the way, we are into December. And that is one category, best TV show of 2015. On the Shecky Awards, they're coming together. The list of favorite non-football playing guests has been put together. The list of best football playing guests, best fruit, of course. I don't want to say anything more about all these uh, important categories. Best alphabet letter, so best on and so forth. Speaking well, of categories, Shecky, you know we're a video now, and we can't do like 20 categories. It's just not possible. What are you talking so about? So we're going to have to have a meeting at some point and like whittle it down to like eight. The eight top categories. That's all right. A yeah, new category. A new is, one what? is worst producer. I was just getting, <laughs> or I was, or, or maybe we could do cut. 
Maybe it could be, uh, yeah, maybe it could be uh, what's your least favorite thing about black guy? <laughs> well, then there's more categories there as right. well. Right, yeah, that's going to go at least yeah. 20 options yeah. there. Handsome, your favorite TV show right now. Right now, well, I've just finished um, on Netflix a show called Bloodline. Oh, that's a great Which one. is excellent. Really, really good. Very, you know, like, well-paced, kind of um, draws you in, but it's excellent. I would advise... Bloodline, I don't Bloodline. know. Bloodline. It's got um, Coach Taylor from uh, Friday Night Lights in... Ah, um, I thought you might be referring to. I've already forgotten the name. I'm so dumb. The uh, the woman Jillian Anderson from yeah. uh, from from X Files, and the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. Right, I don't. I haven't. Is a he's a serial killer, and she's like uh, the British equivalent of a CIA agent. What's or an FBI? What's it called again? MI five or MI six? Something like that. One, no, one, it's one, in one. fact they're in Belfast, so she's not. I don't. Anyway. That's a good show. Anywho, we're off the... Watch it though, Netflix, if you if you have it. I will. Oh, uh, Amazing Kimmy Schmidt also it's deserves funny. that. And it's fine. It was fine. It got, it got a little old. Yeah, I don't think it is in the same era of the other ones we're talking about. Last Man on Earth? Shaq, you said Amazing Kimmy Schmidt. It's Unbreakable. What did I say? You said Amazing. What is it? The Unbreakable The Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. yeah. All right. I want to like hear what really MVP's watching. Though. Yes, go ahead, MVP. We're waiting you for your answer. Yeah. Minutes ago. I, I lose Top track of three shows, about. Mad Men, Orange is the New Black, 30 Rock. Bang, bang, bang. There she goes, MVP. That's how she it's done. She doesn't mess around. Bloodline's L&D. fantastic as well, Hank. Thank you. Thank Mendel's you for agreeing with me. Yeah. I always like that. All right. All this has been prelude, but it is time for the main event. It is time for the Red Challenge Flag Picks. Red Challenge Flag Picks. Thank you, Should've handsome. Matt. Yes, your usual foe, Elliot Harrison, joined you in that duet, but of course Matt like Harmon didn't know. We, we can Go ahead, give it a try. Do you have a good singing voice? That's another question that doesn't people matter. would like to know about. <laughs> Red, Red Challenge Flag Picks. Oh, I messed it up. There you go. There you go. You want to try one more time? Yeah, we can do it again. All right, let's ready. This is, this is the one. Can I jump in? No. Yeah, I'd like you to, Black Tie. No. Yeah, and MVP. Right. Everybody behind the glass, please join in. Ready? Three, two, one. Red challenge splash No. Uh, see, black tie, you had to ruin it. See, why do you have to it's be a soloist? That's not the that's not the bit. He switched all our mics off as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's how we do it, Harmon. In case you aren't familiar, it's it's uh, unnecessarily complicated. I'm going to ask one of you for your pick in one of the Week 13 NFL contests. You tell me who you think the winner is with no explanation why. If the person seated next to you decides to challenge that, they can throw the red challenge flag. Oh, See? Perfect. There's no reason for that. Yeah, you could just say, I take this team. I, well, I take that team, and that could be that. But instead, we throw red challenge flags at each other. Let's start it off. All these games, playoff, relevant. The Seattle Seahawks. At the Minnesota Vikings, Matt Harmon, choose. I'm going Seattle. Handsome Hank, I'll see Dave, you. you're going to enjoy this because straight away I'm pulling out a red flag. All right. right. Explain yourself, Handsome. My belief is that the Minnesota Vikings right now 
uh, they can smell blood in the water, and I think they'll be able to sm possibly even smell it even more. We're, we're recording this on Thursday morning. We've got a Lions-Packers game later on today. If the Packers lose tonight, and I think there's a chance that that might happen, the Vikings will be able to smell blood in the water. They need that win to increase the lead in the NFC North. They're playing pretty well at the moment anyway. Seahawks come into town. They had, obviously, a great game against your Steelers last weekend, but I, I fancy the Vikings to win. Well, first of all, I wouldn't call that a great performance against the Steelers. That well, defense, they, once it, again... They... they, they you know, they, they, they pulled it out. out. Yeah, in a must win, they got yeah. the they got the well. Although I always say there's no such thing as a most must win until unless your season ends if you lose. But this was as close as it gets for those Seahawks, and they did for better or worse pull it out. But no Jimmy Graham now, and that weird adjustment that was never a fit all season long. Everybody sort of felt that, and now you still have that diminished offensive line, and you've removed the pass catcher. Can Doug Baldwin? And uh, Jermaine Curse continue to be what they were against the Steelers' shoddy secondary. I don't know. The, the other question is, is Minnesota, to your point about the Lions and Packers game, and the Lions are playing very well. I wouldn't be surprised if they did beat the Packers on Thursday night. Is that better for the Vikings' mentality or worse? Do they want to see, wow, well, we have a cushion. We can lose this yeah, game. No, I don't think that's the way it works. I always like desperation. I want my team as desperate as I can get them, and they won't be as desperate if the Packers lose. Harmon. Yeah, I went with Seattle mostly because, and I think you bring up some good points, especially about the blood and the water thing, but with the Vikings, their best asset on offense is Adrian Peterson, and we've heard a lot this season about how the defense in Seattle has crumbled, and I think that's true in the back end. I think the mm -hmm. secondary is not playing well, but up front, they're still stopping the run well, so I think they can at least keep Peterson at bay, and that's going to put a lot of pressure on Teddy Bridgewater, who's played, I think we can all agree, average at best. And a, in a group of pass catchers, it basically has Stefan Diggs, who's come back a little bit as teams have started to pay more attention to him, and Kyle Rudolph, who's only really played well the last two games. So I don't know how they're going to exploit the weaknesses in the back end, especially if Sherman covers Diggs a lot. I think he can take him away. And they don't, I mean, Mike Wallace has put up goose eggs in fantasy a couple games, so I, I struggle to see how they're going to score enough points to keep up with Wilson. Uh, a Twitter follower, I think that his name is at uh, Steve Springer, and I apologize if I got that wrong off the top of my head tweeted at me that side-by-side, side, Russell Wilson's numbers are, in fact, better than Cam Newton's. Of course, Cam Newton is undefeated, and, and Russell Wilson is struggling to get to 500. Nevertheless, this is a game. This is, this is it. This is the first game of the season. There's no Marshawn Lynch, and there's no hope of Marshawn Lynch anytime soon. There's no Jimmy Graham. It is, like I say, it's Baldwin. It's Curse. It's a shaky offensive line. And it's Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson is deserving of this, he will. he's going to have to... If he carries this team to the playoffs now, given these circumstances, the defense has fallen back a little bit, then he is worthy of all the praise that people want to give him. I, by the way, he's worthy of it either way. He's been in the last two Super Bowls, so people who like to shout about how he's overrated are reaching to say something about it. Celebrity him. quarterback, as he's now being referred to. Um, but I yeah, I don't know what that means. I, I, I kind of get it with the Sierra thing. People yeah. like talking about that kind of stuff. It dates don't, back to Memo don't, Paris don't, don't in uh, The Natural. Black tie started up. I like his I, mean, I, I don't like his support opinion. that relationship because Russ is way too into it. And also, but. you're in love with Russell Wilson, so you're yeah. jealous of Sierra. I was a little jealous of that. <laughs> Maybe. Are you more jealous of Russell Wilson or Sierra? Um, I'm jealous of neither, to be honest. Uh, but Well, that's not true. No, yeah, I'm jealous of both, actually, yeah. in a weird way. Neither or both. I'll say both. 
Well, like I say, yeah, it's a, this is Russell Wilson's game, and this is his season to either thrive and take this team to playoffs. It's fascinating when you talk about who can beat the Panthers. If you ask people, I was on Toronto radio today, and who Kosiwa. can— that's right. So that's another kind of name drop. Yeah, it was. Is that a humble brag? No, it's just it a, a brag. brag. That was, I was brag. talking to the biggest city in uh, in Canada. Not the whole city. I was talking on the radio in, yeah. in the biggest city. Yeah. A lot of people will be listening. Um, handsome, do you like CFL football? I do, actually, yeah. I do think know CFL. I, CFL, I, so I have a friend who coaches in the CFL, and I, so I'm interested in the CFL. I watch it from time to time. So the Grey Cup was on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and... There's a new team that was in the Grey Cup called the uh, Ottawa, I think it is Ottawa, Black Reds or Red Blacks, one or the other. Oh, that's was right. Like, why? Can you just stick with one cut? Like, you couldn't? No. You know why? Because I, maybe you really don't know this. And by the way, this is a fun little game. There have game. been three teams that have come I want to play a new game. And it's called, uh, it's, I'm going to do this on my show to see who actually listens. People claim they listen. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of we're watching. we have a new segment going on right now. You guys just started it. It's, I know. On the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a graphic on the bottom. <laughs> What's it called? What was it? <laughs> it's that talking nonsense. <laughs> Talking nonsense. And that's not that's what's happening. News. This is this, this is, is something that people are going to listen to and be informed by. Carry Talking on, nonsense. This is the very foundation right. of the DDFP. Yeah. You could just put that, leave that up there permanently. <laughs> yes. That not put talk- you out of a job, Black Tie. Right. You could you could create a new segment called Not Talking Nonsense, <laughs> and we'll do it for three minutes every yeah. show. We'll carve out that space to do it. CFL football is marked by the fact, and I grew up watching it on ESPN because I was so starved to watch football in the summertime. I didn't care. Beggars can't be choosers. I loved watching the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Hamilton Tiger Cats and all those teams. That's my team. Montreal Alouettes, uh, Toronto Argonauts, BC Lions, Saskatoon. (laughs) The Rough Riders and the Rough Riders. The the Ottawa Rough Riders, and that's what I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't know that, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm well-versed on CFL football, but the Black Reds, or red black. But there were two teams named Rough Riders out of eight. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But there is now a new team Rough called Riders the too, Black Reds or Red Blacks. Can It'd be one thing if there were two tigers, and but there's not. There's not even one tiger. There's a tiger cat, right. but they have Rough Riders times two. But one is different. You know how? Because it's, because it's one word. Rough Riders one word and Rough Riders. So words. say no totally reason. Different. Yeah, if you're confused, that's on you. They yeah. made a clear distinction. There. Anyway, the red, the red blacks. Uh, it's just like, why would you just choose a color? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you not can both have two colors. colors. So I think red and black is orange. Is that red and black, or is that brown? brown? Brown. Doesn't New Zealand have a rugby team called the All Whites, which I no, find the offensive? All that is the offensive. All Blacks. That's right. <laughs> the All Blacks. That seems. That seems uh, like an antiquated... Oh, no, that's not what it's a reference to. All right, I don't care what it's a reference to. It just sounds bad. Sort of like the Cleveland Browns wearing nothing but orange. I get reason why... Let's make more picks. Let's make more picks. One more thing about the CFL, though. If their organizers of that sport were smart, they would play by NFL, by American rules. People say, no, no, the CFL was being played before NFL football. I don't care which one has won. The NFL and and our brand of college football has won out. Ergo, you would then become much more relevant to the American audience if you were playing by American rules. You could say that's xenophobic or whatever, that that, uh, that we feel that it's our right to dictate to you. No, your sport would be very popular in the U.S., and it would be a feeder system. You would It would basically work like a minor leagues, right? But it's not that different. Sh- it should work like that, too. The NFL... But it does... No, no, no. You can't... No, the field's there's, way there's, too big. Normally, every year, there's three or four guys 
that uh, that come from that were good in the CFL that come through. Dolvin Bro, I think, is the most uh, yeah. most obvious one from this season. Ex Hamilton. Well, last Spike year Pat. in the Super Bowl, Chris um, Matthews. Chris right? Matthews was one. Don but Trill yeah, there's lots of the Chargers. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that I, was I, the longest CFL chat yeah. I would predict that's ever happened in. The hey, NFL Canadian Football League. If you know what's good for you. You'll listen to damn a shit. Yeah. And by the way, that's what I, my, the new thing I wanted to do was, too. I'm going to start mentioning people on the show by giving them a shout-out. Will they hear it? And the only, no. you, if, if you give a shout-out to somebody, they will say, hey, thanks for the shout-out, if they listen. But if they don't listen, of course, they don't hear the shout-out. I'm going to give a shout-out to Matthew Cause, my main <laughs> man up there in Toronto, <laughs> who I spoke with on the radio. Yep, that's fine. I don't care. We're still talking nonsense. But Matt Cause, who does the show up in Toronto, I was on with him today. Now we'll see. Does he actually listen to, oh, I'm a big DDF. Oh, I love the, the DDFP. Are you, Cause? Because yeah, you you'll like hear it. this. If you're listening right now, Cause, then you're going to drop me a line and say, hey, thanks for the shout-out. You don't listen. What if people tweet at him and tell him that he, that you gave him a shout out and don't, he better listen? Don't be that guy, listeners. Yeah, viewers, if you're listeners, don't, don't tell him. Yeah, be be a person of integrity. Let's see if Cause joins you in his integrity. I went on vacation a few months ago and ATN did the same thing with me. That's cool. Listening. Okay. Yeah. Next people, pick. And people told me what the code word was, and that's how I knew. I'm not a man of integrity. <laughs> I get by however I can. All right. Next game. Texans, Bills, another huge one for playoff positioning. Handsome Hank, how say you? I, how do I say? I say that the Houston Texans will win. Uh, I almost called you cause. <laughs> Enough with the shout-outs to that guy. <laughs> I, I, Has he texted yet? Has he tweeted yet that he heard? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Harmon. Sorry to getting uncomfortable. Um, I, I'm, I'm going Houston as well, so not throwing the flag. I'm going Bills for the record, and by the way, I'm taking the Vikings too in the, uh, in the preceding game. And I saw, I, I think Adrian Peterson is. I agree with you, Harmon, about him being the key figure in this yes. game. And I think that not unlike the year he went for 2K, he's just now getting into a little bit of yeah, a role here. Are, yeah. And you know, I, you saw D'Angelo Williams had the game played out differently. Was kind of they were making some hay on the ground against him. All right. I'm going to take the Bills here because they're at home. And again, desperation wins out here. But the Texans have a real chance to take control of the South, as we already said. All right. Chiefs, Raiders, a.k.a. if the Chiefs wear the red pants, which they haven't been lately. They've been wearing the white ones, which is a nice look, too. But if they wear the red pants up in Oakland and the Raiders wear their black jerseys, Mm -hmm. that's the single best uniform matchup available in the NFL. Harmon, who are you taking in this one? I went with KC in this one. Interesting. Handsome. Red challenge flag, Dave. Red pants. Not throwing this one. All right, you're throwing it away. I, I, I listen. Um, who, who's been leading the bandwagon more than I? I know the you have. And look, I, I, I'm, I think that they're playing really good football at the moment. I, I don't know. I'd be interested to hear what Matt says about this. I think Alex Smith might be the most underrated quarterback in the NFL right now. Just in terms of what he's, I know that he's not, he's not asked to do a whole lot, but he's being asked to do more than he was when Jamal Charles was there. But he, he's just getting things done. I think that him and Andy Reid have got into this, you know, whatever it is, a year and a half into their relationship, they've got into this place where, where what he's being asked to do and with the weapons to be able to do it in terms of receivers, he's actually um, making some pretty big plays for that team. Well, I, I absolutely I I'd be agree. Interested with you. in what Matt would say. That's true. Well, I just want, I do want to say, that. as uh, the Chiefs <laughs> advocate here, I did pick them to go to the Super Bowl, and they certainly have a good chance of doing it. Who can beat the uh, Who can beat the New England Patriots? 
I, I can't buy. Maybe I'm too close to it. I don't buy the Pittsburgh Steelers going in there and beating the Patriots, although Martavis mm-hmm. Bryant would pose a real challenge for that uh, back end, um, along with Antonio Brown. But the other one is the Chiefs. They dominate defensively. They have those big corners. They would really be, they, you know, yeah. Sean Smith on Gronk. You know, I could, I could absolutely see that working out for them. In the meantime, though, the Raiders are feeling it a little bit about after their last minute. I think I think when you have a young QB like that and a young team, there's a bit of a roller coaster effect. They're feeling good right now at home. That place is going to be as alive as it's been in years. I'm going to go with Derek Carr in a hunch here, as much as I like the Chiefs. But Harmon, please, Handsome Hank's fascinated to hear what you have to say. Yeah, as far as the Alex Smith thing goes, I think you're right. He's doing really well with what they're asking him to do, which, like you said, isn't a lot. But what fascinates me so much about the Chiefs is they really have like a plug-and-play running game. They lose Jamal Charles for the year, and then Charkandrick West comes out of nowhere, actually gets more touches per game than Jamal Charles. He's playing really well. He goes down with a hamstring injury. Spencer Ware, who was on like two or three people's radar ever, um, comes in, and he plays really well, gets over 100 yards uh, last Last week, scores three touchdowns the last two weeks. So he's playing really well. And now I think they have an interesting backfield where West is kind of that, like, guy that you can throw passes to. He's a good in-space player. And then where is that finisher? And when you get a good a team with a good defense and a finishing running back, that's a really, really strong and, form. Right, right. That's, you see that over and over and over again play itself out come, uh, come January. I think the Chiefs have a chance to go deep. And you right now, let's say the Colts win that division, that's going to be your matchup. We saw that great playoff game in the wild card round two years ago, the yeah. shootout there. That's on. Uh, that's in store as it stands right now. We'll see. I would take the Chiefs easily over the yeah. Colts in that game. Yeah, easily. Yeah, uh, so would I. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to play the hunch with the Raiders. Next up, Broncos, Chargers, Harmon, no handsome. Choose. You'd be a fool to pick against Brock Osweiler. <laughs> I get. To, I'll throw this one away too. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm with you. I'm. I'm on Denver as well. I want to pick the Chargers just because of the the psychological factor that it's come a little too easily for Brock Osweiler. He just knocked off the undefeated Patriots. I'm sure he's up on cloud nine right now. I could see Phil Rivers bringing him back down to earth. I'm going to take the, the Broncos here only because it's Phil Rivers and just about no one else left anymore. They're yeah. so decimated by injury. They have been as ruined by injury as any team in the NFL. So I'll go with uh, the Denver Broncos. See, handsome, I did it again. Don't throw a red challenge flag at you. I think that's cute. Harmon, what do you think of that? The Denver Broncos. That's lame. No, that's cute. Emma VP, is that cute when I say Denver Broncos? Thank you, Emma. She's she's shaking her head. No, she liked that one. Lastly, the Colts, the Steelers, Harmon, choose. Uh, Steelers, and I didn't really have to hesitate on that one. Ooh, is that right? Handsome Hank. How's yeah, I would, I'd say the Steelers because they're just a better team than the Colts. I mean, how, the, how are the Colts going to stop that offense? Better team? Why, what, is, what am I missing? What? I watch the Steelers faithfully, obviously. I see all the games, period. But I watch the Steelers with a vested interest. And I do not come away very many times thinking, yes, this is a team that might knock off the Patriots. They might go to the Super Bowl. And yet I keep hearing that over and over again. Did you see him play? Did you see him give up 39 points to that bum offense in Seattle? Yeah, I don't know. I think they kind of walked into a buzzsaw there a little bit with Seattle and their backs against the wall. Up to that, they've actually played some solid defense in spurts this year. And, I mean, we have no questions about the offense. So Right. I the think. offense is going to score a lot of points. It's, it's definitely it's the secondary. I think when you talk about the, the defense, the secondary, and, and 
they don't have the parts there yet, but shutting down the Colts. Interesting business side of pro football factor here. Brandon Boykin, who they got from Philadelphia in the offseason, if you recall that, during training camp, it's a fifth-round pick the Steelers must compensate the Eagles with if he plays half the games. I forget the, the metric that uh, specifically analyzed. I think it is literally half the games is what it is, not number of snaps or anything like that. The Steelers, for all the smoke and mirrors, why isn't Boykin out there? He's got to be a better option than Antoine Blank or fill in the blank on whoever's back there for the Steelers currently. It's because the Steelers don't want to give up a fourth-round pick, which seems loco to me that the difference between a fourth and fifth-round pick, except that the Steelers have landed on guys like Martavis Bryant in the fourth round, a guy named Ike Taylor. So they covet that fourth pick so so much that they don't want to give it up to save their 2015 season. Not that Boykin's going to be the difference, but I think he's going to be a difference against a pass-happy team like the Colts have there. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, 34-30 to 30 in this one. But And, and Matt Hasselbeck, that's the re- I mean, you know, at some point, he's talking about come back down to earth, the bald-headed man. All right, here are the rest of my picks for Week 13. Get ready, everybody, because I'm changing them here. Emma VP, I told you what my picks were, but I don't know. I took the Packers. Maybe I look stupid today if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday. I got the Giants over Gang Green. Cards by a whisker over the Rams. Falcons have no business winning that game. You're crazy if you're picking them, I feel like. The Buccaneers so play better. A hunch, I don't know. I'm telling you, week 13 is going to be upside down. 49ers and the Bears are going to take Chicago there. Titans pull the upset over the Jags, ending their uh, any uh, any hopes they have of still getting into the postseason. I'm going to take your Tannehills over the Shabs. Well, hopefully it's not the Tannehills. Hopefully it's the running game. Right. All right. Perhaps the, it will be. The ignored running game. Bengals at the Browns. I'm going to take the Bengals, but that's another spot there. Those games are, those games are weird how they play out, yeah. Cleveland and Cincinnati, but I'll take Cincy. I really want to take the Eagles, but I'm going to take the Patriots. And here's another one. As many, I just said there are going to be a million upsets, and yet I picked none of them. I know, I was just about to say, you said week 13 is going to be crazy. I know, I'm embarrassed for picked, myself. you pick favorites in every game. I've been beaten down by all the curmudgeons that I work with. Everybody, oh, you're crazy to say things that you say, Dave. You say insane stuff. And they're the, I also said the Chiefs are, are going to go to the playoffs. I said the Texans are going to go to the playoffs. Now it's looking pretty good. And I also said the Lions would win that division. That's not going to happen. But the Lions have been playing well, too. I'm not that crazy. And uh, I want to take the Saints at home against the Panthers, but I'm not going to. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers to depose that team. I feel like the wheels are off in New Orleans, and I don't think Sean Payton's going to be back there. All right, handsome. Quick review. Matt Harmon's Virgin Run. If I was on uh, Netflix and I was like, I just watched this, you know, this thing with him in, I would give it a four-star rating. Is that right? Five stars reserved. Black tie? Black tie. Um, have some similarities. He knows his football really well. That's uh, true. And he's a fine chap. Seems like a good Amazon guy. seems to be a fan, so we'll I'll go four and a half. I have to add one more standard question is, what is the best color of food? Best oh, man. food, best color for food. I mean, you... And you only get to eat one for the, for 2016. I would say brown. I Brown's mean, a good that's choice. That's a pretty barbecue, Meatloaf. chicken wings. You know, I mean, yeah. you're going to die at the end of that year, but, I mean, brown food is pretty tasty. It'll be a what, good year. Do you have a nickname? Have you ever no. had a nickname? Um, in your life, have you had a nickname? Uh, in my life, in eighth grade, my homeroom teacher called me Mad Dog, which was, like, mm-hmm. kind of average. <laughs> and I, like, Mad Dog! It doesn't fit at all. I mean, as, like, dorky as I look now, I was even way worse then. Right. So, Harmy. 
That's, yeah, that's like typically a, an annoying, like girls will say that to me, but if like I... It's like Bart Simpson calling Grimes, his co-worker, grimy. Yeah. I put up with... the point I've, that he got buried. That's one of the great <laughs> endings in Simpsons history. As as grimy, is low, his casket is lowered into the ground. It's like, his friends called him grimy. <laughs> the Reverend, Reverend loved you. We, we can pass on the on the Harmy thing. Yeah, that's, that's not a fun one. All right, good stuff, Harmy. Thanks for joining us here. Again, NFL.com. Oh, also... At Matt Harmon underscore BYB. I don't like the underscore, but I like you. You're welcome back anytime. Harmy, thanks to Black Tie, MOVP, the Goth Kid, D'Angelo. Who else did I even see? G4's back there. A lot of people working behind the glass on the show. Will Pyle. Oh, yeah, I wanted that Will Pyle, the Raiders fan who always talks me out of picking the Raiders, was going to jump on the mic and talk me out of picking the Raiders today again. But I've been bitten by that snake one too many times. I'm going to stick with my Raiders pick here. All right, we'll be back. Go back and look at YouTube. We've got all our clips up there, DDFP, a bunch of other hooey and applesauce up there for you. We'll talk to you on Sunday for the game day blitz with Ike, MJD, and the rest of the gang there. And then we'll be back on DDFP to break down week 13 and look ahead to week 14 for you. Oh, one more note. I'm on game day morning this week with a little uh, chunk of the Sheck report Ooh. honoring Tom Brady. That's right. So hey, Dave, you, you thanked everyone else, but you didn't thank me. Here's I, a thanks from me. Find out more on the next DDFP. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.